Welcome to Primal Learning. Are you a parent who struggles to motivate your child? Are you a teacher who would like some tips on how to manage student behaviour? Are you a school leader trying to determine the best way to support your staff? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Damien Barry, and this is a podcast that explores four broad areas which I believe are important, or at least of interest to many people, and these are learning, schools, education, and teaching. In this podcast, my goal is to debunk myths, provide helpful advice, explore the difficult topics, critique the burning issues and debate the latest trends. I will look at what works, what doesn't, what annoys and what confounds for parents, students, teachers and those who'd simply like to understand a bit more about the world of learning and schooling in general. So let's get into it. Well hello folks and welcome to another episode of Primal Learning. Today I'm interviewing Joanne Godman. Joe is a national recruitment partner and looks after all things of a recruitment nature for the organization that I work with. Uh, Joe has been in the recruitment or teacher recruitment industry for quite some time now and also working with within the HR field as well uh, across a range of different industries for about 15 to 20 odd years now. And I thought it'd be really interesting to interview Joe to get her perspective on some tips and suggestions for teachers uh, at all stages of their career around ways that they can uh, write a decent cover letter, prepare an excellent resume, um, prepare as well as they possibly can for an interview in terms of the way they present themselves, the way they respond to questions. And just to give some people who are you know, looking for jobs within the, within the education sector some, some suggestions, some ideas, some help, some advice. So welcome to the podcast Primal Learning Joe thank you very much for joining us just to sort of I guess kick off with our first question today and that is a bit of an easy one I think anyway and that is what tips can you give um, people who may be listening to this uh, episode uh, what suggestions can you give them around the application process when they may be applying as a teacher for a teaching role within any school Okay, well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, I guess um, to start off with, um, it's it's all about your cover letter and your resume. Um, so with the cover letter, um, first tip um, to make it stand out, I guess, is um, just making sure that you actually address it to the right person, um, to the right employer and for the right position. You'll be surprised how many times I receive applications coming through, um, you know, that uh, address to the wrong school or the wrong position title, which uh, is not a good start. Um, so, you know, just being mindful of that. Um, your cover letter really should ha- be a summary of your skills and experience um, and how they relate to that position that you're applying for. Um, no more than really a, a page long is required for a cover letter. Um, three to four paragraphs probably maximum with some bullet points is enough to to summarize your experience and, and grab you know the the recruiter or the hiring manager's um, interest yeah. to to want to read more yeah 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 I guess um, you know we spoke about cover letters there in large part but what about uh, a resume what are what are some other suggestions you may have for someone pulling together a resume knowing full well that there might be you know a dozen or plus more applicants for a particular role what are things that really stand out to a recruiter such as yourself when they're trawling through a dozen plus resumes for one particular job that would you know sort of I guess you know draw your attention to you know that that, that particular applicant um, what are some ideas and suggestions? Okay. Um, look, um, you know, I'm 
probably not speaking for myself and other people out there, um, initially when when it is during the, the peak recruitment season and you, as you mentioned, you, you've got um, a dozen resumes that you're reviewing, if not more, um, the initial stages, um, they'll tend to s- skim read um, looking for those keywords. So um, in your resume, um, you know, really take time to, to make your resume relevant to that position, um, looking at the advert um, and looking for those keywords because that's what they're going to be looking for. Um, uh, with your resume um, again doesn't really need to be any more than about three pages Um, uh, and a consistent format uh, is is really important and stands out um, you know and, and for myself when I'm looking I'm looking for you know the schools that the person has worked at um, the length of employment the subjects that they've taught also the year levels um, and the main responsibilities and again a bullet pointed resume stands out better and easier to read than an essay style mm-hmm. so um, it's it's about that format um, and also um, putting as much information in as you can um, about um, you know looking at those keywords yeah, as well yeah. um, like I said that's something that yeah. they will be looking yeah. for yeah. I, I know we work pretty closely on a, a number of recruitment roles over the last sort of 12 months in particular Joe and it just never ceases to amaze me that uh, some people, when they do write up a cover letter or a resume, that you know, this is their first chance to make a really strong, lasting impression. And yet, uh, like you said before, uh, their sentence construction is poor or their grammar or their spelling or punctuation is poor. Sometimes they can't even get the right school, you know, or it's just... Lacks a bit of a, a a bit of wow factor. It's really quite bland and dull and boring in terms of how it's presented, or it's just presented in a way that's very uninspiring. You know, it just it just blows my mind sometimes that these people are trying to, you know, score score a role, score a job of some description um, at, at at the school that we work with, or any school for that matter. But they can't just get the, the the first step right, you know. Does it? Do you find that as well? Yeah, I do. And look, this is an opportunity to actually, you know, showcase your skills and your experience, um, mm-hmm. and and show why you should be considered for that position. So, um, and um, absolutely, um, you know, when you're looking at a resume that's full of errors um, straight away, you know, that's a big red flag for lack of attention to yeah. detail. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's it's important. Even in your computer, you have a spell check, a spell checker that does it for you. You yeah. know, just just run it through that before you're about to to send it off for each application Um, you know just make sure that that grammar and that spell check has been done yeah Yeah. I I find it as well as that uh, and look I I could be just jumping to conclusions here sometimes but I'm thinking to myself you know what uh, applicant A, B or C if you don't put the time and effort into actually getting this first part of the process right what sort of teacher will you actually be when you're standing in front of a group of kids you know so I've, I've put plenty of uh, applications to one side just based on um, uh, you know not getting the the, the basics right um, as part of that application process so um, yeah and there's another thing um, that, I, that I find with, with teachers, especially those that are uh, a casual relief teachers that have a number of roles um, across a term, for instance, and they're, and they're you know, doing casual teaching with a number of different schools. Quite often I'll see, um, you know, a, a paragraph of um, worked for several schools um, within the Department of Education, 
and not really giving you any more information that so you know even in casual relief teachers appreciate you know you've got um, a number of different subjects that you're covering but let let the recruiter or the hiring manager know what you have been doing what you have been teaching what year levels and what schools it's all important as I've mentioned before you you know this is your opportunity to showcase what you have done so um, really put that information in there and take the time to do that I know you know it it uh, is a lot and and most of the time people may not even hear back but that could be the one application you're putting in for that could have been that opportunity for you and if you haven't got that information in there somebody that has got all that information in there is going to stand out more yeah, yeah. I just as we were talking there, Joe, I was just thinking this is more of a question without notice on this one, Joe, but it's just around you know, some people, many people put their heart and soul into an application. I know we're talking about some of the things not to do as part of an application, right. a, a cover letter or a resume. But for those people who do put a, a quite a lot of deal in, of effort and time into putting together a, a really schmicko application process, I've found in the past that it's really important to get back to every applicant. Um, irrespective of the outcome of the application, irrespective of whether they go into even an interview or not, um, is that something that you feel is important as well for those for all applicants? I do actually, yes. Um, you know, the the person has taken the time, um, as you've mentioned, to you know put their application together and put it forward. Um, if if that if, if that advert has actually got a closing date and it's a week past that closing date and you haven't heard, mm. by all means follow up. Mm. You know. Ask why, what was wrong with your application, why didn't you make it through. It's all about that employer branding as well. And, uh, you know, um, if if a company can take the time to get back to you, um, then, you know, they're the people that you you do want to be um, connecting with. Joe, my next question was around the concept of interviews. So someone's uh, put their application in, um, you've whittled it down to three or four people you may be suitable for the role and you'd like to present them for an interview to some sort of panel at the school. That may be the, the, the principal or the head of department or the head of campus or whatever you know, the particular positions are at that particular school. Um, what are some suggestions for you in terms of even before they walk through the door to go to the actual interview, to turn up to the interview, what things do you suggest that they do before they turn up for that appointment or for that meeting? Okay, my my first suggestion is do your research. Um, You you won't be expected to know everything about the school, um, but um, doing some research um, and and learning a bit more about the school and having some information before you go in um, goes a long way and it shows genuine interest. Um, So definitely do your research. Um, When when you're in the interview, um, be yourself. I know that's easier said than done, um, but you've made it to the interview. You've got there. Um, You know, they already know from your resume um, and maybe from a brief discussion before the interview of your experience. So um, this is... um you know, this is a two-way opportunity um, for for them and for you um, to really get a good feeling about you and you about the school um, from a cultural fit perspective. Um, so, the more you are yourself, the more they're going to get that from you. Um, I mean, yes, they are going to dig a bit deeper in, you know, to some technical questions, but they're really wanting to see you and who you are and and know if you're going to be a fit. for for their schools so absolutely Um, presentation is real is a real key Um, you know making sure that you you dress smartly for an interview Um, 
some some schools may even have a dress code so check ask if they've got a dress code um if you're unsure just ask um it's it's not gonna it's not gonna um go against you in fact it shows you initiative yeah. so you know yeah. um it's always good to and if they have a dress code then follow it yeah. you know w- would you always tell the applicant who's on the interview panel you know their names their positions their roles etc absolutely so once i've confirmed with a candidate um for an interview i do send them uh, a confirmation email mm-hmm. um in there obviously confirms the date the time um who's on the panel um i also send them links as well to to the school and mm-hmm. certain information um i also attach um, our ethos and our guiding principles and um, values. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I try to prepare the candidate as much as possible and give them as much information as I can yeah. um, so that they are ready for that interview. Yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone like me who's been in an interview before who gets nervous and starts to waffle and just tries to fill the, the space with words and sometimes you're not even sure exactly what you're saying half the time <laughs> you know you just sort of waffle along and you got you know sometimes you know three four sets of eyes looking at you yeah. And you're under a bit of pressure, you know what I mean? And you start to sort of maybe go off on a bit of a tangent, you know. But what suggestions can you give to someone who is being interviewed? You've got three or four people firing all these random questions at you. How can you stay on track, um, on point, and I guess just try to uh, impart or share some real key points with those particular people who are interviewing you? Any any ideas around that? Yeah, and look, I think it's really just... um listening to the question they're asking you don't have to answer straight away you know give it give it a moment have a think about what you're going to say um i think some people can make a mistake that you know a a little bit of silence is uh, (laughs) is going to go the wrong way but um you know i I think just taking time to think process the question they've just asked you um you tend to find that those that do ramble off and go off on a a bit of a tangent um the interviews will kind of bring you back yeah. into line at some point yeah. um so yeah. um yeah again i think it's just taking some deep breaths mm-hmm. um and uh just being prepared um yeah. you, you like i say you've already got to the interview you've already yeah. probably had a brief discussion so this this interview is is just them digging a bit deeper into yeah. some technical knowledge so yeah. you know just thinking about yeah. what it is that that you you um with your experience and what you have done mm. and, and just think about the question that they're asking yeah. and take time before you, you answer it. Yeah. Yeah. I know as part of this podcast, Joe, when we were just preparing for this episode, we were workshopping some ideas around what we find, what believe might be useful for people who may be listening to it at some point. And I know the first part of it was more around just providing some tips and suggestions and advice around the application process, cover letters, resumes, preparing for an interview, how you may conduct yourself, the interview, etc. So I think we've covered that off well. What I'd like to just get your perspective on things is around just the teacher recruitment industry in terms of where we're at currently. I know we're in a quite a unique situation at the moment with COVID um, and just yeah, the state of affairs with the, the broader economy, etc. But just from, from your perspective, um, what have you found most challenging? Because I know in your role you support schools or campuses across the entire country so even though you work with me in brisbane queensland most of the time you recruit for staff uh, across the entire country you know 35 36 odd campuses so your over your experience in doing that role for for a, a while now what have you found most challenging from a subject point of view like 
what what subjects or teaching areas are most difficult to fill from your perspective? Um, what I'm finding, um, and it's consistent, it doesn't matter which state, mm-hmm. um, it tends to be those science and maths positions. Yeah. Um, and um, even to a certain degree, um, the um, the technological design tech, design tech, tech that's the yeah. one yeah, yeah. um Food you tech. know so those real specialist um yeah. those real specialist subjects um yeah. i have yeah. found in my time with the school has yeah has yeah. been the, the challenge yeah. yeah yeah i know in queensland the textile of subjects have been most challenging uh in particular the old woodwork metalwork style of teachers um are almost non-existent well that's what i've found anyway and we've found it very hard to to recruit for those roles to the point where we've actually redesigned our subject area to go down more the STEM path so it's more of a, a digital tech side of side of that subject area now um, which is interesting yeah like I said before you, you recruit across the country um, and we've spoken about subject areas that are challenging to recruit for what about geographic areas what have you found most interesting or challenging to recruit uh, from a geographic point of view across the country? Yeah, for me, um, it tends to be those regional um, regional areas, um, particularly um, I, I have one, and every time I know that these positions are coming available in orange, um, yeah. I just know that they're, they're a real toughie to try and fill. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, I, yeah, I seem to have a lot more success in the, in the metropolitan yeah. um, campuses, yeah. but, yeah, certainly those regional um, is a bit tougher yeah. for me. Yeah. What advice would you give to anyone who uh, is starting out in their recruitment career you know so just looking at it from the other side of the desk now we've we've had a bit of a chat about people who are applicants we've had a bit of a chat about what you found interesting in terms of your role what if there's uh, someone who's out there who would like to embark upon a bit of a career within the recruitment industry with a particular focus around teacher recruitment are there any little su- suggestions that you might provide someone in that space um, yeah, so look, I think um, it's important to, um, I guess, know the industry. That really helps. Um, I have been, um, I've been very fortunate since joining the school to, to have a lot of um, support um, from yeah. the different managers that, um, you know, that I work with. Um, and just not being afraid to ask those questions. If you're yeah. unsure of something, if you're being asked to recruit yeah. um, for a particular subject and you don't know much about it, yeah. just get on the phone or yeah. just go and see them and ask. Um, is probably my advice, um, you know, and just really get to understand the the industry that you're recruiting for um, and, um, yeah, don't be too hard on yourself. (laughs) I think that's great advice. Now, Joe, we work pretty closely together. We we occupy the same office space by and large. I hear you do a lot of screen interviews, for instance. I hear hear your lovely tone with people. I, I hear the feedback that you give people and the way you encourage and support people. And then I, I see you sort of, I guess, hold their hand across the whole recruitment process as well. Um, you know, I guess with that being said, you clearly love your role. You've, you've been doing in this industry for a long time now. So what is it that you love about the role around recruitment? Because it's not everyone's cup of tea, you know what I mean? So what, what do you find most rewarding about it? Because you do it so well and you bring heart to the role. You know, there's different people in different industries who are good at it, but they've probably just maybe lost their zest for it. You've still got your zest. How do you keep that zest? And what, and what gives you that zest? What gives you the love for the, the work that you do on a day-to-day basis? Um, I don't 
<laughs> Thanks for that one, Damien. Um, so, look, I think for me, um, I, I just, I love, um, I love talking to people. I, I, I like to, I like to see the reward at the end. Yeah. Um, so, to be given a job brief, um, to put it out there. Um, and for me, um, I think it's all about representing the company as well. Yeah. So if you, yeah. in, you know, if you enjoy where you're working and you enjoy who yeah. you work for, yeah. um, that comes through yeah. when when you are um, going through the recruitment process with a candidate. And um, you know, you, you're representing that com- company, and and you're yeah. the you're giving them that first impression. Yeah. So um, you know, guiding guiding someone through it. I mean, as you've mentioned before earlier on, you know, there are a lot of nerves, yeah. um, and you know somebody may have seen this job and they they've done some research and they really want that role mm. they've really connected to the advert they've really connected to mm. um you know the company from doing their research mm. and and you can hear this you know when when you when i am doing the screening and so um for me it's important to um give them every opportunity that I can give them to succeed, um, you know, at the interview. Um, Hence why I provide all that information in the interview confirmation. Um, And and for me, it's just, you know, that satisfaction when I'm at the the end of the process and I'm ringing that candidate and I'm offering them the position and you just hear the sheer excitement at the other end of the phone you know they just it it just it warms me Um, but on the other end you know I I've connected with candidates that um, aren't successful um, and um, you know I've been on the receiving end being rejected for a position and um, uh, for me I think you know they the person has invested so much time um, you know and, and to get right through to the interview, mm. even to reference checks, you know, they, they're they very keen on your position. To then just not hear anything yeah. is, you know, very deflating. Yeah. So for me, um, I, I like to go back, you mm. know, with that heart because I understand how disappointed mm. they are actually mm. going to be. Mm. Um, and so for me, it's important to give as much feedback mm. as well that I can give them to help them, mm. um, you know, use it as a learning experience for their next interview. So, mm. um, yeah, that's... Mm. No, I, I think that's why you do it so well, Joe. Because you're dealing with people often at their most vulnerable. You know, so it's important to be supportive. You know, caring, considerate, uh, irrespective if they're successful in the role, or even more so if they're unsuccessful in the role. You know, so I find it's really important for any recruiter. And and uh, I, I know, I, you know just from working with you, I know that you do that really well. So. I just want to thank you essentially for the work that you've been doing for us and with me and thank you for this podcast as well. Uh, You've provided some wonderful advice and some wonderful insights into your role, into the industry, into all things HR and recruitment and I hope some of the little tips and suggestions that you provided help someone who may be listening to this in the future whether with if it's within the teacher or education industry or not maybe it's another role or another industry altogether so thank you very much joe um and for people who are listening thank you very much for listening to another episode of primal learning uh if you do have any feedback or suggestions about future episodes please let me know take care bye-bye i hope you've enjoyed this week's topic Before we go, don't forget to click on the subscribe button for this podcast wherever you listen and give it a rating. You can find me on social media such as Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram or contact me via email at dbarry1913 at gmail.com. You can even leave a suggestion for a future topic if you wish. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. 
I'll have another episode in two weeks. I'm Damien Barry. Thanks for listening to Primal Learning.